everybody and welcome for day five of our 21 days of prayer. We are so glad you are joining us today. We hope that you have found these helpful and encouragement in your prayer time with the Lord. And just as another encouragement, if you found yourself already missing a day, get back on. Don't feel like you have to stop. We're trying to get these good habits getting formed in our own lives. So get back on, keep going with us. And today we're going to be talking about the tabernacle prayer. And that is one of the models of prayer that we're going to be just talking to you guys about, maybe giving you a little more understanding um, to get a better grasp on that. As I was reading some things about the tabernacle and just brushing up on some stuff, because if you've ever read anything about the tabernacle, it's very detailed. And if you haven't, you can find all these details about how the tabernacle was built, the way it was built, why it was built certain ways in Exodus. Pretty much Exodus 25 through 40 is details on how to build the tabernacle. But one of the things that I found interesting that I want to share with you guys is as I was reading, um, you know, we know God gave detailed instruction to Moses to give to the children of Israel on how to build this tabernacle. And you may be asking, why was he being so specific? Why was why did he have so many things that had to be done? And it was because his presence was going to be dwelling there. And so I want to read to you something, um, because in order for the tabernacle to be built, there had to be things that were given in order for it to happen. So I want to go to Exodus 25. And this is what it says. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they may bring me an offering from everyone who gives it willingly. With his heart, you shall take my offering. And from this offering, which you shall take from them, will be gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, and goat's hair ram skins dyed red, badger skins, and acacia wood, oil for the light, and spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you, that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. So he's very specific. He tells them how big to make things, what to make it out of. I mean, it's not just cheap things that they're using. They're using gold. They're using bronze. They're using uh, scarlet um, just all kinds of things that are considered valuable to people during this time. And you may be asking, well, why is he, you know, being so specific? Why is he, you know, saying these expensive items? And I really believe it's because he's having to help them understand who he is. He is not um, someone that we want to disrespect. Like he is someone who is holy. He is loving. He is merciful. He's also just. And so we today have the word of God that we can go back and read. But the Israelites, they did not. They were learning about God as they went on and would hear, hear from the Lord through Moses. They had high priests. There was a whole other way of approaching God back then than we have now. So another thing I found interesting just to point out to a little bit of how God is like he apparently likes things done with excellence and done well and he told them he said I want you to get your gifted artisans 
everyone who's a gifted artisan and let them be the ones to create these parts of the tabernacle. And so they had quality workers working on this and they put all kinds of effort into making this tabernacle, making it the place where God's presence could dwell because sin and God's presence cannot dwell in the same place. And so it was very particular how they did things. And so in the Old Testament, like I said, the tabernacle was where God's presence would be. Here, now, when we are alive today, obviously, His presence, His Holy Spirit can be inside of us. They did not have that back then. And so the tabernacle was where He dwelled. And it was built to specifications where He could meet the people. As they entered the tabernacle, there were seven stations that the people would go through. And those were um, different stations to help them get to the place to where they could experience God's presence. Today, even though we no longer need all these physical, the physical tabernacle to meet God, these same steps that they went through can help us experience His presence even more. And this prayer model will take us through each station of the tabernacle and use the purpose of each station to guide our prayers. So it's a way of thinking as we're doing our prayers, we're focusing on certain aspects. So the very first one I want to talk about is called the outer court. And that after they walked through the entrance of the tabernacle, that was called the outer court. And that was where they would give thanksgiving and praise. As soon as they walked through that entrance, the Israelites would start with thanking God for who He is, what He's done in their life, how He has led them in their life. And I want to refer to a scripture, and that's Psalm 100, verse 4. And it says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Now, that holds true for us today because a lot of times we can find ourselves when we're praying with the Lord, um, sometimes we may automatically start off with, God, I really need this, or can you really do this? Not that he's opposed to helping us, he's not. It's just that sometimes it's easy to just focus on our needs or what we're wanting to happen. But if we would start with focusing on thanksgiving and praise to who God is, I believe that starts to change our um, our mindset and our the attitude of our heart and sort of getting the focus right. Because if we truly grasp who God is, a lot of those worries, those fears, and those concerns will just fall off. Um, so today, we're gonna pray here in just a minute um, regarding like Thanksgiving and praise. But for a minute, I want you to spend some time really thinking about uh, things that you're thankful for, ways God has blessed you. And maybe you're one who likes lists. You want to write down how God has blessed you. Maybe it's, you know, with your family or health or provision, peace, direction, um, keeping you safe or someone in your family safe. It could be a whole host of things. Or maybe you want to sing your own song of praise if you're one who really likes to sing. Um, and you can just sing out how thankful you are of those blessings God has given you. Or even if you're one who's more of a reflective person, you want to spend just some quiet moments just thinking about how God has really been good to you, um, how He's provided for you, uh, just been there, you know, been that constant. He's our cornerstone. 
And so today, um, I just want you to take a minute. Take a minute and just think about the things that you know, you're truly grateful for. Things are not perfect by any means, but there's always something to be thankful for. And so I just encourage you, just think back on what those things are. You know, if you want to write them, sing them, pray them, think about them, whatever they are. And let's enter his courts with thanksgiving. So I just want to lead you in prayer today. And you can pray with me, pray in your own words, however you want to do it. But this will help get our hearts off of maybe the things that are going on right now and get us thinking above to who he is. So if you would, you can just pray with me. And you can say something like, Father God, you are good and you deserve all all of my praise. I thank you for the many ways you have blessed me. You have been my provider, my protector. You are my redeemer, my healer, my savior. God, I thank you for all these things in my life that I'm thankful for. God, the roof over my head, the clothes on my back, my family, um, our jobs, God, the, where we live. God, I thank you for all these things that you have given us. And God, I just thank you for sending the people to our church, God, who are here and those who are watching. I thank you they are watching for a purpose and a reason. And today, God, I want to experience you in a new way. I want my prayers for them to experience you in a new way as well. And I thank you that your mercies are new every morning, and we just praise you for everything that you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So that is an example of a prayer. And like I said, it's whatever you want to say to the Lord. It's um, a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of praise. And that sort of just helps get your mind onto thinking how good God is. And then we're going to hit the next station here next. After they entered the outer court, the next station they would come across was the brazen altar. And that is where people would offer their animal sacrifices. And you may say, well, why did they have to do that? Well, that animal sacrifice, there would be bloodshed. And that blood that was shed would be used for the atonement or covering of their sin. Um, and so today, we don't have to do that. And I am so glad we don't have to do that. That Jesus, when Jesus went to the cross, he was that final sacrifice. So we don't have to do animal sacrifices like they did on the altar. And one thing to realize and remember, and I was reminded of this today, was back in the Old Testament, whenever they were doing these practices of animal sacrifices, that that blood that was shed would provide a covering or atonement. And that was not the remission of sin. The remission of sin only happened whenever Jesus shed his blood. So that's a big deal because in the Old Testament, when the Israelites were, you know, coming to the tabernacle and they were making this animal sacrifice and the blood was shed, the high priest would then take that blood to the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement. And when it was given on the Day of Atonement, that was when all the nationwide sins um, would be atoned and covered for. But there were other sacrifices throughout the year that uh, the Israelites could participate in as well. But for today and for this specific element, I really wanted to focus on the animal sacrifices because of the blood that is shed. So like I said, the blood that was shed by the animals, that would offer atonement or a covering for the mistakes, the sins that they had um, participated in. 
And I want to read to you a scripture, Psalm 103, 2 through 5. This says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That scripture is showing pieces of what the cross has done for us. Like I had said, Old Testament, they didn't have remission of their sin. They had the atonement, the covering. But with what Jesus did for us, him as our final sacrifice, the final lamb, the lamb of God whose blood was shed for us, that is where we get remission of our sin. And so the cross of Jesus is very, very powerful. And so today I want you to just think about, think about what we're talking about and let the power of the cross really settle in your heart and your spirit. And as we pray here in just a few moments, really begin to take and claim the power and the victory that we have, not on our own, but because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. So I want to point out five major benefits that the cross has for our life. The first one is salvation. God forgives all my sins. And the Bible says that he will make us like new. We are a new creation when we come to him with a repentant heart. Now, please understand that's not a pass to go sin and just ask for forgiveness later. Because as we know, that's not true repentance. If we've done something wrong and we truly feel sorry, like we do not like what we did, we are truly sorry for it, we almost hate that sin that we committed, repentance is you are turning the other way and going the other direction. Um, it's not a pass to say, God, please forgive me and I'll, I'll do better next time. And you go and do it again. That's not what we're talking about. Like He forgives us when we come to him with sincere hearts. Of God, I'm sorry, I really messed up here. Please forgive me. If you mean it, He forgives you. And the Bible says that He separates, He forgets those sins when you're truly repentant. And that's one of the best things that the cross does is it provides salvation because He was that ultimate sacrifice that we can have the remission, the forgiveness of our sin. Because like we were talking about, God and sin cannot coexist together. So whenever we have surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ, have asked him to be our Lord and Savior, to be our best friend, to walk alongside us, to be the Lord of our life, he comes in, his Holy Spirit comes in and dwells inside of us. And we are now heirs of Christ. And the Bible talks about how our works, like our works of righteousness, the things that we would try to do to be good, are actually like a dirty rag, a filthy rag. And But whenever we trust in Jesus Christ, it's as if God sees us through what Jesus did. And that is one of the awesome things about the cross and Jesus being that sacrifice. So salvation is the first major benefit. The second one is healing. God heals all my diseases. When he went on the cross, he took everything, every sin, every sickness, every disease. He was hardly even recognizable as a human when he was going to the cross because he was carrying so much 
of the world, so much of sin, so much of sickness and disease. And Jesus paid for that. So we have healing through him, through the power of Jesus Christ. Um, The third thing is redemption. God rescues me and restores me. You know, one of the oldest tricks that the enemy likes to do is he likes to remind you of your past, your past mistakes, your past failures, um, past sins. But there comes a time in our life, if you've trusted Jesus, you've received his forgiveness for your sin, then you know now that, hey, I am a new creation in Christ. The old things are gone. The new things are com- have come. And all that other stuff is the past. God does not see you in your past. He sees you as he has created you to be. So we have redemption. Doesn't matter what someone's past looks like. God is bigger than that. So don't let the enemy, you know, work you up one side down the other, making you feel bad for things that, you know, you know were wrong that you did. If you're truly sorry, God's good. He will forgive you. And don't let the enemy keep you down, keep you discouraged, because if he can keep you defeated, and not knowing who you are, then we're letting him win. We want to be victorious and use the victory we have through Jesus. So you remind him who you are. You're a child of God and you are saved. You are redeemed. Now, the next thing, the fourth thing I want to talk about is transformation. God changes me into his likeness. The more time we spend with the Lord, just like we're talking about the 21 days of prayer, that is going to help our spirit grow. It's going to help our spirit strengthen because we are three parts, spirit, body, and soul. And we want to strengthen our spirit because that's the one we want leading, not the other two. And the fifth part is blessing. God provides everything I need. He knows what we need even before we ask. And he is good to um, give us those things, to bless us with what we need. So today I'm going to lead you in a prayer uh, regarding, you know, focusing on the cross of Jesus. So I invite you to pray with me in your own words, however you want to do it. But Jesus, we thank you. God, we thank you for being my Savior, for making a way for me through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Jesus, I thank you that you are my healer, that you have power over all sickness and disease. And right now, I just decree health from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And right now, if there's certain areas in your life where you're maybe experiencing pain or sickness, just start declaring those things to be healed. And God, I thank you that you are my redeemer. You rescue, you give purpose, you love God. You don't just make love, you are love. And God, I thank you for making me new, for transforming me, for giving access. I just want to give you access to every part of me. If there's anything in my heart that I've held back, God, I give that to you. And you know, you can just share with the Lord, what are some things in your life that you've been holding back? Maybe, you know, things in your life that you're not ready to give control over or trust over to. He's good. You can trust him. So whatever areas those are, just begin to tell him, God, I give this to you because you can take care of it much better than I can. And God, I thank you for blessings and just list specific blessings in your life. Like we were talking earlier, maybe it's, you know, health, family, provision, miracles, whatever it is. And don't even think it has to be something huge. It could be something on a smaller scale. You know, God is good. And we just thank you and give you praise for that in Jesus' name.
The next station was called the laver or the kior if you're looking in Hebrew. And that was a basin filled with water where after doing the animal sacrifice, they would go and they would rinse and clean their hands in this bowl of this basin of water. And that was a place and it was symbolic of them being reminded of the sinfulness that they had had and their need to be cleansed and forgiven by God. So it's really important when we pray that we are checking our hearts and our motives and the things that we're saying, like what is the reason I'm saying this or why do I feel this way? It's a perfect time for us to reflect back on ourselves because as they were washing their hands, you know, it was represented them washing their hands, getting them clean and the same as cleansing their heart. And so as they would look in the water, they're seeing this reflection back. And just like the word reflects back who we are to that we need to know, we need to look inside ourselves and see, okay, God, what is going on in my life that shouldn't be there? Have I been making judgments towards people? Have I been offended um, towards people? Have I had unforgiveness? Or have I said things that I shouldn't? Because the Bible talks about how our tongue is a very powerful instrument and it can either bring life or it can be, bring death by what we say. And I want to read to you a scripture, Romans 12, 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And so this is some, a time where we can reflect, just like that water reflected back on them, where we can reflect on our hearts and say, God, where I know you forgive, but I need to know what is it in my life that I need to lay down, that I need to ask forgiveness for. And I gave you some examples, you know, before, and we've all done it. Like there's times I have to say, God, please, please help me forgive them. Or God, I'm sorry for casting judgment when I shouldn't because I'm not a person to judge. Or God, I'm sorry if I've been offended, if I said something with the wrong motive of my heart. So because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, we can confess our sins to him and have complete forgiveness and a brand new start. Because when they washed their hands from having the blood sacrifice, their hands came out clean. And when we ask God for forgiveness and we're truly meaning it, our hearts are made clean. So in prayer, we can humbly and sincerely turn away from our sins and allow God to cleanse and renew us. And one thing um, that this is also symbolic of is also water baptism. Because when someone gets saved and they, you know, surrender their life to Jesus and then they go and get water baptism, that's like telling the whole world and saying, hey, I want everyone to know that I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm not ashamed. And my old nature, the old man, when, go, when it goes in the water, it stays there and what comes right back up is the brand new person and so it's almost a part of that as well so when we're talking about this and we're spending time with the lord it's always important to look inward and say god what's in me that needs to be worked on because you know we're not perfect but it takes some reflection some time of reflection to see those areas so your prayer may sound something like this, but you know, it's the heart behind it. It may sound like, God, conf I confess my sins to you. You know where I'm weak. You know where I've messed up. 
And God, I turn away from those sins. I ask you to forgive me of those sins. And you know, you may need to ask him, what are some areas in my life that really need cleansing? Thank you, God, for freely forgiving me. As I turn from my sin, I turn away from my sin, I turn to you and I offer myself to you. And I give you my tongue to speak good and not evil, life and not death. I give you my eyes to focus on you and the needs of others. I give you my ears to be sensitive to your voice. I give you my hands to do good for others. I give you my feet to walk in your ways and your footsteps. I give you my mind to be transformed by you. So now I ask you, Lord, for the fruits of your spirit, that those things in my life that shouldn't be there, I command them to go. And instead, I ask for your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your goodness, your self-control, all those fruits of the spirit to come in and invade that area of my heart so that I can grow closer to you and be an example of who you are to people that don't know you. And I ask for you to just fill me up with all those good things in Jesus' name, amen. So we hope you have enjoyed this today, um, getting a little more insight on those stations. And stay tuned, make sure you check back for our video tomorrow.